You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports. Featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company, Podcast Detroit Studios, and is produced by Rochelle Witten. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Cody, and Jimmy. Welcome to the Undercard, everybody. It is officially episode 299 as we march towards 300, but today is a very special day as we celebrate our co-host friend, uh, brother, uh, Cody Stamen's win at UFC. And so it's officially a lasagna Tuesday. Um, if you're new to the show and you've not listened, let me tell you a little bit about the show. We're an MMA boxing show that touches on pop culture. And what we do when somebody from our show does something quite magnificent is Rochelle makes her legendary family recipe lasagna. She will not give it up to anybody. Actually, I saw her trade it once for somebody's cupcake recipe, but it was pretty secretive. Like there was guards and stuff around making sure that no one saw this transaction happening. But she protects the secret pretty, pretty tight. (laughs) And uh, everybody that's ever had it says it's the best freaking lasagna they've ever had in the world. And so it absolutely is. (laughs) I mean, it's what a pound of cheese. Or no, it's four and a half. Four and a half four pounds, and a half of, pounds cheese. of cheese. Right? Yeah. So it's lasagna, but with a you need a laxative chaser. Correct. Yeah. Three and a <laughs> half pounds of cheese. What? No. One, two, three, four. I'm just four gonna. Half, I'm just gonna tell our guests who I'll introduce here in a second that you're not gonna poop for like three weeks, and then you know that, that's why that's pollen. why you need a laxative. Chaser. I know. I know. I just I'm, I'm giving it to him up front. So this legendary recipe is only brought out during special occasions and Cody winning uh, again in the UFC. Uh, He's undefeated in Las Vegas. Just keep fucking fighting there. You know, he likes the desert. Um, So we're we're celebrating that. Uh, Also, later on in the show, I got to text him really quick and remind him here. Uh, But we got Jacob Stitch Duran, who is the uh, most famous cut man in the business. He's going to be joining us, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the coming week. Uh, You got Earl Spence versus uh, Mikey Garcia down at Cowboys Stadium. And just everything about the game. You know, Uh, last time we had Stitch on, do you remember? Uh, It was just after the UFC stuff. Where UFC had let him go. So I feel uh, like we can transition yeah. past that stuff. Yeah. But that was good stuff because like he wasn't holding back. Right. And that, that, that's what I like about him. But so anyways, I ran into him in Vegas and, and he's like, we got to do it again. And then I was going to like save him for like uh, like 300 or like our six year anniversary because I really enjoyed that interview. And then I was just like, you know, we're like, let's do it twice. Why not? I mean, he's just, he can keep talking about everything you yeah. know what i'm saying uh but we also welcome back before we introduce our uh guests well, well i'll introduce our guests really quick so if you've been with us from the beginning and that's only two people really that have followed the whole way but we've gained some new people rick lost aaron, some people right? right rick and aaron probably from the get-go <laughs> you'll know him from episode three there is no undercard without him my good friend greg who uh, actually helped fund the undercard in the beginning, and uh, we would have been long gone before then. And then his uh, better half, Michelle. So how are you guys? 
Doing excellent, man. Thanks for having us out. All right. Get, get closer to the mic. Yeah, just like make love to it, like Mick Jagger. <laughs> That's just, how you do the mic. Just don't spit on it. Right, exactly. Uh, and how are you, Michelle? Good? Doing good. Good. And we welcome back Jimmy. It's been a long absence. Jimmy was on. He stopped th- in for a moment one I, week. I, 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 you were at one show. That was at the one show. It was right in the middle of the run for Hamlet because uh, we were doing high school shows on that morning. And then the high week- school musical. No, <laughs> no. But I do have to say this one one thing about. Uh, I mean, Hamlet was great. I love doing it. Um, it was a great experience. Um, but the one thing that like really got me was uh, we had uh, so we did high school shows uh, for high schools that uh, you know would come and see it. But one of the grants that we got for the show uh, was specifically designed to allow. Um, I think my mic. Oh no! Oh, that's just my headset. Uh, was specifically designed to allow low income. Uh, or impoverished students be able to come and see live theater because normally they wouldn't get that opportunity. So it earmarked money so that they could get tickets to come see the show. And uh, I, I put out several things on Facebook about it. And one teacher from a high school in Detroit, Denby High School, uh, contacted me and she was able to bring her students to one of the matinees. And it was the first time that any of them had seen or heard Shakespeare. It was the first time any of them had ever heard or been a part of a live stage performance, and they loved it. They were on the bus on their way back home, and they're like, hey, maybe that's something we could do sometime. So that right there, that opportunity sparked a uh, an interest in theater and in Shakespeare and in language and stuff like that. And that's, you know, that's why we did it. And that's why theater is so important is things like that. So that was that was the highlight of the whole, you know, standing ovations. Yeah, okay, thanks or whatever. But that right there, that was why it was so important that we did what we did and why I'm so glad that I was a part of it. Awesome, my man. And then, I mean, you influence lives there, it sounds like. so. Yeah, I mean, and I, I really do. And I, I told the teacher – uh, that if they do do something, please let us know, and we will try to bring as many people as we can to see them. You know, even if it's just like a stage reading or they want to do a little something, if they ever think about, you know, trying to do something and they need help, give me a call. You know, I would love, I would love to be able to see those kids go on and and be able to do something. You know, even if it's just like a poetry reading or something in the classroom, I would love to see that spark be ignited into something bigger. Awesome. So, Greg, uh, since last time you've been here, what have you been up to? I know you're a huge fight fan, so like you just kind of mingle into the show pretty good. But um, you, you were into health and fitness back then, still into health and fitness. And uh uh Tell tell us about what you you see now in the current state of MMA as a fan. <clears throat> uh, you know, I, I don't follow <laughs> it close enough to, to have a very relevant opinion. I, I follow the UFC. Yeah, you know, I, I like watching their bigger fights, uh, but I, I'd say I'm not super in the loop with everything that's going on. Uh, I follow them a lot, and there's still so much of, of really what I kind of feel like is like the fake entertainment aspect of it, and that's kind of losing me. WWE. So, yeah, so I think since the last time I saw you. I'm probably a lot less in the loop than uh, than I was before. But we all know yeah. Connor got arrested, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
for assault, right? Well, they went overboard, I Miami. Feel bad yeah. For him. yeah, so Why? I don't. Well, Why? the only difference between him and the rest of us in this room is that if anybody was getting in your face and you snatched their phone, you're going to go about your day and no one's going to know who you were. That's true. The well, next I, day they go chase him down. Clearly, yeah, this guy was being an asshole. There's yeah, no way this he just went after him. That's the know? that's the price of being a celebrity. I mean, don't if you don't want the if you don't want to, to have that happen to you, don't become a celebrity. He he pushed I mean, yeah, he you know, he became a fighter and you know, all that kind of stuff, but he kind of brings that kind of aura to him. Right. Like he yeah. basically walks around like fight me, bro. So I mean, he kind of brings it on himself a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm with Greg. I, you know, I, I feel bad for him, but I don't. Was brought up by somebody. I mean, how many strikes do you get before you're not allowed visas anymore? That that's his third. Uh, it depends on where it depends on where you're from. Well, he's from Ireland I, in the United States. I know what I'm saying. It depends on where you're from with this country. It depends on where you're from. Oh, I got, if you're I know, from, I you're if you're from a country that we're not really friendly with, one strike and you're gone. If you're the, one of our allies, then the eh. charges were overkill. It, yeah, it, it was even written funny, like a like, strong arm star- robbery, right? And what he did is <laughs> took somebody's phone, threw it down, and then stomped on it because he didn't want his picture taken. Well, what, I, what we fair. allegedly, I, I mean, I mean. You can't – it depends on what you want to do. But let's say we're walking down the street and somebody gets in our face and then they try to run away or something and I grab onto their sweatshirt. That is um, uh, that is kidnap, not kidnapping. It is uh, – force- I've it, kidnapped a lot of well, people. No, no, no. It's force- <laughs> a it, lot it, of people. It's forcible. <laughs> it's uh, forcible like restraint or – um, it's not kidnapping, but it's it's something along those lines where, yeah, if they turn around and press charges on you, you could have a uh, – I think it's not a, quite a felony. What's between a misdemeanor and a felony? Um, like a domestic. Yeah, or something like that. It's like um, – I can't remember the name of it. But, yeah, if you grab onto somebody as they're trying to walk away, you're, like, restraining them and putting them into a uh, – a, um, uh, a rest- I can't I can't remember. But anyways, it happened to somebody that I know. That's why I know this because they were getting into a fight. Guy tried to walk away. He was trying to keep them there so that when the cops showed up, uh, the guy would be there. And the guy tried to walk away, and he grabbed on his sweatshirt and like yanked him back. And the guy turned around, and pressed charges at him, and my friend lost right. because he physically restrained him, and it was like. Um, God, I can't remember the name of it. It's but yeah, it's like an entrapment. I'll have to look it up or something. But it just it blew my mind. It blew yeah, my mind. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. So I heard a story that so when the Beckhams came over to LA and they knew the paparazzi was gonna be all over them, they actually and I told Rochelle this, like obviously Connor, it's tough. We don't know what it's like to be like if you were to walk into that room just being mobbed and everything like you know like when 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 floyd mayweather comes to an event there's like seven suvs that are black that are like with him as an entourage and it's to protect him right yeah so we don't know what that's like (laughs) because we know kind of we because we know mayweather can't actually fight 
Well, no, he probably has security. You got to. Just I mean, kidding. but what I'm, I'm getting kidding. At, it's a dig at Mayweather. I know, no, I know, I know. But what I'm getting at is that the Beckhams used to call uh, TMZ and the paparazzi yeah, and, and tell them where know. they were yeah. going to be. So they and knew. then they got their 15 minute shots yeah. and then they went on with their day. Exactly. I thought that was genius. It is because genius. like now you're working hand in hand and then you don't have. It's genius, and the reason they understand that is because the paparazzi in England is far worse than it is here in the United States. It's brutal over there. So they says I, princess die. Well, that's Ooh, I mean too soon, too soon, too soon, too soon. It's man. only been twenty five years. Still too soon. Oh too soon. Come on. Still too soon. <laughs> it's okay. princess die, man. Okay. It's never not too soon. Anyways, did Lincoln like the theater? Oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too man. soon. Too soon. Abraham um, Lincoln joke too soon, but no. Uh, uh, so yeah, so there's a lot. A lot of celebrities in England have learned how to deal with the paparazzi better than celebrities here in the states because it's so much worse over there. Yeah. So yeah, that that that's genius, and I think a lot of celebrities around here should probably learn that that idea. But in fairness, that guy was not. He was just an asshole that we know. Now, granted, they might retrieve something from this phone and we figure out that Connor said something bad or something. Like, it's kind of weird that he wanted to have it. But Joe Rogan, which is by far the best podcast out there, fucking shit, dude. I mean, that guy, his podcasts are getting better. Like, they're getting better. Like, you're supposed to start sucking eventually. His are getting, like, extremely better. You saw the David Lee Roth one, right? Uh, I know it exists, but I haven't heard it yet. Oh, my God. I mean, you're you like Van? Halen. Who doesn't like Van Halen? You know, it's Van whether, Hagar. Uh, right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Totally kidding. No, he even went into why those were like not as good. But uh, <laughs> the David Lee Roth one was amazing. But anyways, he talked Conor McGregor this week on Tuesday, and he he brought up an interesting point. Like everyone's getting better at that weight class, except Conor because he has that much money. Then he got more yeah. money. Because he launched a whiskey company, yeah, and Dana didn't even think he would get that much money from the whiskey yeah. company. So there's no motivation to train, no. and so now they're like, he no. might fight September, might not. Nah. That would mean he fought once in three years, wow. which you can't be sharp once in three years. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, there are there are people that have come back from longer, excuse me, hiatuses that have. Just blown everybody away. So you never know. It depends. Oh, two things can two things can happen. Either you get Fury out. Who Fury? How long was he out? It was like three years, wasn't it? A long time, but yeah. But see, here's the thing: Fury doesn't have the money that. I mean, Fury had money, but but not Connor money. No, but I know know that. I'm just saying, how long was he out? You know, yeah, he came back and he looked pretty damn good. Dominic Cruz out. For a long time, right? A couple years, I think. But the, it doesn't matter how long you're – well, when you're out that long, two things – We, ha- we have to ask Michelle happen. if it matters how long something is. No. The females in the room, Michelle, <laughs> how, how long – think about what you just said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Can you get in? Anyways. Uh, either you get ring rust and you can never shake it off or that hiatus was actually a, a good thing because it allowed your body – to get some really needed like recuperation, and then when you start training, you can train harder and stronger than you were beforehand because your body's so broken down. I don't see it with yeah, Connor though. Yeah, but you get old, right? With, with Connor, well, but, Connor yeah. will always have that puncher's chance. Yeah, but well, I everybody think, has that. But I think chance. people are getting uh, are better than him. I don't think he's in the top hundred MMA people in the world right now. Mm. 
Mm. No, I'm being honest. I know. I, I know you're being honest. Well, his name. If he, he does, he's he's something that he's a fucking celestial a star. Character. I mean, yeah, well, and that's, that's what he thing. is. That I mean, that's the thing is it'll if he does fight, that'll be the deciding moment, right? Whether or not, and not only if he fights again, but who he fights. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because if he fights somebody that's in the top 10, and even if he loses, he, he still- He can't fight a wrestler. Can't fight someone in jiu-jitsu. Right. What I'm, what I, but you got to fi- find somebody that will bang with him. Right. Cowboys bang with him, top 10, or even top 20. But even if he loses, as long as he holds his own and doesn't look embarrassing, then he's not gone. Yeah. So this all comes from the Joe Rogan show. I'm not saying I'm breaking this story. So what happened was him and Cowboy were supposed to fight, which- that's a perfect fight for Connor because Cowboy's going to throw with him. But according to Joe Rogan and the new UFC uh, contracts, the main event has to be a title fight. So this deal with ESPN and this pay-per-view deal, it is. Well, it wouldn't be a title fight because Connor doesn't hold the title on Cowboy. So they went to Connor and they're like, how do you feel about being co-main event? And he told them, go fuck yourselves. And so like, that's the problem they're having right now is that they can't fucking get him to be a main event because it's against their new contract so he would have to be a co-main event and, and he would not do it well why, yeah, why it doesn't make he? sense yeah. like you got to go back to the table and renegotiate that and go okay we forgot about this dude and you want this dude to fight that's what you got to think about like you got to go like go we fucked up we didn't see that happening right so Connor doesn't want to be a co-main event so now you're looking at if he, the fight was to happen I guarantee today you if they throw enough money at him he will no, he still probably wants the main event. And if you're mm. UFC, you want it to be the main event. Well, yeah. You want it to be the number thing, right. you know, right, one right. thing on the poster. Right. You don't want it. So change the rules. You're UFC. You make your own rules. <laughs> you're dealing with a multi-million dollar corporate. Like, they're in bed with so many people now. It's so different. Greg will tell you. He does business, dude. Once you fuck up a contract, like, and you got to go back, it's like, good luck. Well, it'll cost him a bunch of money. That's what'll happen. Exactly. They're happen. gonna be like, "Where's the belt?" Right. Yeah. You know. So a billion dollar company loses a couple of million by renegotiating a contract to keep Conor McGregor to do some more fights. I think it's worth it. I see. I, I and I'm with you. Yeah. But that's not how companies think. I know. And the more know. the bigger they get, the the more they care about that shit about losing money now now ufc has to answer to a million fucking investors tom right. brady matt damon all these people that bought in <laughs> i know it's funny that matt these guys damon. own a little bit of it you know they own like a, like little shares of it you know do you got a couple of shares of the ufc i got a couple of shares of the ufc um so like they all care about it but i mean that's the number one thing that joe rogan said was a was a hold up and and he would know and so uh if that's a hold up then who knows when he'll fight again. But I'll tell you what, he's a novelty act at best. You have to find him an opponent that um he's gonna look somewhat decent. I'm gonna I'm gonna say some bold stuff today, dude. Dude, this might make us national airways, right? I don't think he's top You say that and we've never even Oh yeah, we did. We did when we <laughs> fucked up uh God, what what was it when I fucked up the one time? That went national. But anyways, I'm gonna say he's not top hundred in MMA. I could name off a top uh, hundred people that I think I could beat him. I'm going to say he's still top twenty five. Really? Yeah, top twenty five. Top twenty five. Again, couldn't beat Ben Askren. Again, couldn't beat Khabib. I'll keep going with wrestlers. I know it might not be Cody. Well, like I mean, no, like, but if Cody but, takes him down, no, like, I, I mean, but that's just it. Is he's top twenty five as long as he can get the right opponent? If he can't get the right opponent, 
then that's like saying I'm the best <laughs> volleyball player if we find kids that don't know how to play volleyball. No, no like I mean that's exactly no, what no, you no, just wait, said. That's dude. All I heard. I, let, let, okay, hold on. Maybe I'm not, the best not, basketball player not, outside of the city of Detroit. Maybe I'm not explaining myself. <laughs> if it's he's top twenty five, if the fight is worth it to him, he's not going to fight somebody that even if he beats them, it's not going to increase his. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's only top 25 if they can give him an opponent that makes it worth his while. Otherwise, yeah, he's not top 100 because there's nobody worth it to fight. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I, he could tell the UFC to fuck off anytime yeah. and be fine the he's rest of his life. He's got that Oprah money now, so I mean. Right, the fuck you money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a big difference. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Gambler where John Goodman gives the speech to Mark Wahlberg about fuck you money? Yes. Everything's done yes. in a position of fuck you. Yes. You know, that that's true, dude. He's got the position now on Dana White, and that's why when he threw a chair at the fucking bus, fuck you. Everything's fuck you. So, like, even if UFC says we'll suspend him, fuck you. Right, like, exactly. you're, like, what are you going to do? You need They need him more than he'll it's ever like, need them you. ever again. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. he could do anything. Like, think about it. He could probably... Like, they were talking about maybe another Expendables. He might be part of the Expendables, like Ronda Rousey oh was God. and stuff. Right. Please, he would be no. <laughs> tough to listen to, and I'm Irish, but he might be, like, an Expendable member. Like, once you do Expendables... I, you know, honestly, I think he would be better as a, the bad guy. Once you do Expendables, you got to let Cody in, too. He, no way he remembers the code. Holy <laughs> fuck, he's going to remember the code. Yeah, he does. He's probably got it written down somewhere. Who's he got? Hold he's on. knocking. <laughs> if he remembered the code, I was gonna be like, "Fuck me, dude!" I'm jeez. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're just talking, Conor McGregor. <laughs> How you doing, Scoot buddy? A chair down so that yeah, just pull it down yep. with you. What's up, Cindy? How are you? Hi. Just take that chair with you. Is there, is there a second one? Okay. There's, there's two. Cody right has has joined the show. How you doing, champ? Not a scratch on you, motherfucker. Not a scratch on you, dude. <laughs> Let you warm up to the mic, make out to it. <clears throat> We're just talking. We'll finish up really quick on Conor McGregor. I made a bold statement that's going to get me in fucking trouble. But, Why? Uh, what was it? I said Conor's not top 100 MMA in the world. Like, I could find 100 MMA Anymore. people that would beat him. <laughs> you might be right. <clears throat> there you go, see? But, but like, people are going to run with He's still it. number one most famous MMA right. fighter in the Correct. world. Correct. And it's popularity contest, as much as it sucks, it's true. Right. It really is. But Jimmy made a great observation. He said that uh, Connor would be top. Well, I can't even phrase this right. Okay. Be top, top, 20, top 25 if he can get the right uh, opponent that's worth it for him. And then, then I replied, you know, like, I mean, I'll, I'll use a different even analogy, me, you, and Greg would be the best basketball team if we found everyone that was five foot and under. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I mean, like, you can't say stuff like that, Jimmy, right. because, like, it's like, yeah, of course you can find opponents he'll compete against. I'm just saying. No, no, no. That's not what I was saying. I was saying if it's worth it to him, he's not going to f- – that's what I'm saying is he he would be back in the top 25 if he got an opponent that was worth it for him to fight, he's not going to fight somebody that he thinks is not going to raise his stock. And if he found somebody that he could fight, Cerrone, right? Yeah, that is that, the that, fight. that would be the perfect fight. If he could fight he, Cerrone, he, he will beat Cerrone's ass, right? 
if he could fight Cerrone, uh, if he fought Cerrone and he was able to not only beat him, well, beat him, but even if he can't beat him, if he could just kind of like show that he hasn't lost anything in the last three years, he would not lose any um, stock in people's eyes. He can't lose stock anymore. Like like I said, he's a supernova. It's, it's too he, big. He, it's right. too big. He his he's too big be, to fail. He, no, well, he's going to be sub five hundred the rest of his fight career. Yeah. He. I mean, not that. No, not necessarily too big to fail. But like it, every single time he fights, he's going to be making a huge paycheck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Being and, like, a, he, oh yeah. Think about how big. Like the Stupid dude smacked one. some guy's phone out of his hand. And it was a that's huge that's story. what started that's what you started know what I mean. This and thing. this is like we're all talking about him. Like imagine yeah. like. This is everywhere. I mean, I I didn't hear about it. And then I'll suddenly like, I look at my uh, Connor yeah. dancing river dance, <laughs> Michael Flatley. <laughs> I, uh, I like I did my Instagram feed was just one thing after another. Just everyone Notorious. posting about him. And like, I don't blame him, man. People do some really rude shit. Like, I smack someone's phone too. Right. <clears throat> We're saying we didn't. Yeah, I, like, well, what's the what's the whole story? Because the story don't know it yet. The story I heard from. Um, uh, Gorgeous George from uh, MMA Junkie. Yeah. He said that the guy like came up to him and was like, "How do you feel about getting your ass beat by Khabib, you bum, or something like that?" And Connor like just turned and snatched the dude's phone and smashed it right in front of him, and like went all you know, yeah, tough guy on on him. And then it kind of got broken up, and then Connor went back and grabbed the guy's phone after he smashed it. And that's all. Kinds figure of you got paid for it at that point. Yeah, anyways, so I don't well know what the laws what you... are, but. I agree. Go recover it. They're gonna make you pay in court, so it's yours. But I, I knew a kid that uh, like took his his girlfriend's phone, and he he paid for it. It was like he he, basically like they were breaking up. He caught he caught her cheating, and he like snatched her phone and was like, "Screw you!" You know, I pay. I bought this phone. I pay for this. And like she called, she somehow went to the neighbors, called the cops, and like he went to jail because he like. Some kind of like endangerment, like he, he basically took away her lifeline. I, I don't know. I don't know laws. And he went to jail and he got like nine months for a fucking with a really phone? good lawyer. Like the guy makes money. The guy's well, yeah, like because a successful that's... businessman, no priors. Right. It was his house. He was leaving. Like you know what the scary one up. is? Is bank fraud and wire fraud. They get everybody for everything, dude. Everything should be cash. Because, like, even if, like, you're on borderline and they don't have enough evidence against you, they always get you for bank fucking fraud and wire fraud, dude. That's the scary one. But what we were talking about – no, I'm being honest. Like, that's the I one – Anything you want to talk about? They can't get you if you don't commit it. Yeah. No, like, even on the outside, this, this one person – How much cash you got on? We mean – Is there a giant mattress in your yeah. house, Brad, with full of cash? No, I mean, but what we were saying – no What we were saying is, Connor, what they charged him with was ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's just like I mean, at worst, it's it? like it was strong like strong arm arming, strong arm robbery. Yeah. Right? Come on, like that makes it sounds like he was bank heisting or something. No, like he wanted to steal the guy's right. phone. I'm sure that's what he was like. I really need an iPhone. Disturbance I have a hundred million dollars in the, my right. bank account. <laughs> I'm gonna steal this eight hundred dollar iPhone. Disturbing the peace, maybe. 
or Stupid. like reckless, <clears throat> reckless behavior, something like that. I understand. Like a normal assault charge, I think. Would right, be. That, that's a felony they charged him with. Like they had to be laughing as they were writing that, dude. Like seriously, it would be like, why am I writing something so offensive? Because it got them press. Yeah, yeah. seriously. So all right, so let's. Uh, we got Cody in here from his big win. Let's let's break it down from uh, the whole the whole week and, and go from there. Uh, first off, congratulations on your win. Thanks. I want to say uh, you got to stop fighting when the Arnold's going on. Dude. That's <laughs> yeah. not cool anymore. We were so know, pissed. March, that's like my lucky, that's my, my lucky month. And you know what else sucks was ESPN uh, uh, Plus app because I don't know how many times I had to log I back into it. We tried it on three different devices. It kept making but me log. it was on ESPN Live, right? Fucking. We were, we were at fights. Oh, yeah, yeah, never mind. Oh, no, we, yeah, we were on the. Before the paper, I, no, yeah. I was on. I was on the. I was on the live ESPN. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I watched it. Actually, I I have the, the DVR of it. Yeah, I watched it the next day at the bar. Nice. On ESPN, it was cool. That was is really cool. cool. So I had to keep logging back in to get to it, and then, uh, but I did get to watch it. And then, uh, first off, let's start week of what time? What day did you get there? I got there Monday morning. Monday. We, uh, Darren came with me. Devin came the next day. So Your dad went. My parents came Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Kara, my brother. And your brother now a cornerman. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool having him there. I just, I like having someone in my family. It's, that's totally, it has nothing to do with fighting. It's just, it just relaxes me. I like, uh, and I like them to be a part of it, you know. So we went and got, we got like a big Airbnb, like 10 minutes from the strip. And that was the that's the best I'll never stay in a hotel again. It was so much nicer just because you have space and you 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 know what I mean. Like everyone's together. You, it's not like you're like calling everybody trying to organize dinner. You know what I mean. It was just it was really really nice, and everyone had a really good time. Everyone got along. It was uh it was it was the best trip I've ever had for a fight. I mean leading the leading up to the fight, the weight cut went great. Um. You know, obviously the fight went, you know, pretty good. It was just, just wasn't the fight I was expecting. You know, he was, uh, he's known for being like a really aggressive boxer, good hands. And the dude didn't like throw, but 10 punches of the whole fight. Right. Just waiting for me to punch. You know, he, he just, he was, he was trying to counter, land one big counter shot and like fighting a guy like that. You got to really be careful because, you know, like if that's what he's looking for and, there, and there's a good chance he's going to, he's going to land it. So I had kind of had a fight. You know, I realized like midway into the the first round, that's like, okay, this guy's not really engaging with me. He's like sitting back trying to land a bomb or land a knee when I'm coming in or something. But you know, I did what I had to do. Win. I'm I'm not like disappointed with it, but you know, I, I really really thought it was going to be a different fight, just a more exciting fight. But you know, we were excited when you won. Well, thank you. <laughs> I was excited too. I was excited. Too. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you bounce back after your first real loss because yep. the first one was just a shit decision in Southgate. But the 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 whole thing is shit promotion, dude. Yeah, <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. There we go. Um, so, anyways, right? Exactly. So, uh, midget Norbert, fuck him too. So that's how you really feel. Fuck Mike Pedinelli too. And I love it. Uh, They're the worst, man. They're the absolute worst people in MMA. They're the worst. <laughs> They're the worst, man. They they literally like they they play on guys' egos. You know, you get these like young kids that don't know much about MMA, and then you got 
Not, and they just like, yeah, this guy said he could beat your ass. I mean, if you don't want to fight him, then you're, you know, it's funny. You, you know, <laughs> they do all like all the shady stuff that you hear promoters doing. They do it like they're like, shady, slimy. They know like they they literally like they read the handbook and they're like, this is exactly how we're gonna run our promotion. Like, it's not they're not they're not good people. I don't really have to. And, uh, I'm not, not in a position where I gotta kiss their ass. I don't. You know I mean, there's good promotions in Michigan where guys can fight. They don't have to go there. Exactly. Uh, so the air uh, bed and breakfast. Uh, we saw your weight cut. You were wrapped in, uh, wrapped up just outside, like outside, by a pool yeah. area, dude. That's yeah. sweet. It was cool, which you yeah. couldn't do in a hotel. No, hell no. Um, no, I hit mitts with Kara, and it was it's like seventy five degrees out. And I just wrapped me up in blankets afterwards, and yeah, because like when you a weird way to do it. You know, but, I've traveled with enough uh, boxing people and MMA people. Is like, but what you guys don't understand is like these these guys can't walk through a fucking hotel without getting stopped and shit like that and that's just like fucking annoying dude like yeah, just even walk to across go. somewhere you got somewhere like, to go yeah it's just like stress for them and stuff so i when you 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 suggested you were doing that i was like that's a fucking brilliant idea dude and it was like, nice because they they you know they they shuttled us everywhere you know right like you like sometimes you know you want to go some you know because it's, it's kind of a boring week right you work out once a day, but the rest of the day you kind of you got about maybe one or two media obligations. But what does it take? Hour? At the Vegas Golden Knights game, and you look sharp, buddy. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. yeah. You did. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just. It was just like I said. It was just a good week. It was really, really good. I mean, I wish every single week. It'll be hard to top that. It really will because everyone was there. Everyone got along. It was just. Everything worked out the way it was supposed to, you know, the way you'd want it to. So I see the business side of the fight game. That's all I talk about because that's all I like, really. I mean, the fights are are just like icing on the fucking cake. But so you took a short notice fight. You had leverage on them Mm -hmm. and you took care of business. Like that's like the hat trick. Mm-hmm. And to the promotion right now, they're like, I mean, I'm sitting in the driver's seat. Exactly. You got you. You're, if you're playing euchre, you got the next. You got the next card. You know, if you're playing poker, you you got the nut flush. So, like, what I'm getting at is, how soon do you think you'll be back in there? How soon do you want to be back in there? Because you you kind of now will have an opportunity to call your kind of next shot because you kind of did them a favor stepping in there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you did you performed great. Yeah, and actually, I actually got that, and that doesn't happen often. Where you get like, okay, what is what's Cody want next? You know what I mean? Like that's what my, that conversation my manager and I had yesterday, and that's not a conversation that you have often. Like right. when you're fighting for the UFC, at least not when you're you know where I am. You know, not still pretty young, not like uh, Conor McGregor. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like they're like <laughs> going like, oh, what do you want, Cody? Anything we can do for you? You know, um, you're like no red M M&M, so I mean. M&Ms. <laughs> I mean, yeah right there's two yeah exactly there's there's two i mean there's two cards that i want to be in there's one uh in june in chicago chicago which that, is logical which would be cool just because it's close or i want to fight international fight week in july where's that one at vegas <laughs> okay well yeah oh, oh, oh you're talking you i thought you said something different so you're talking the ufc fight week mm-hmm, like first week in right vegas. that's their biggest it's a, show it's, they're Used almost to be... exactly four weeks apart i think they are exactly four weeks apart right so it's it's just going to be about same camp the idea. Yeah, I mean, a one month in a fight career isn't much. So, I mean, it's just you know what card shapes up to be the bigger card and what you know who who's available then you know opponent wise you know so we'll do you, see. Do you have any particular people in mind or? You know, there's a few guys, Rob Font, Ricky Simone. There's there's guys that I sent my manager like these are probably just like the list of guys i think 
you know, that I that I'd I'd want to fight or that would make most sense for me to fight um, where I am right now. And you know, we we uh, we got still had to have that phone conversation with the UFC's brass. But um, like I said, it's pretty cool to be able to. Normally, it's like I get a phone call, yes or no. You know what I mean? With Perez, I was literally at the bar with my brother. That's awesome. And I was like about to slam a drink you that down. I paid three times more than I should have for. <laughs> and some, I don't even know where we were. And like I like just looked at it and I was like, threw it in the trash. I'm like, we're leaving. Let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, we got to go. I'm like, I'm fighting. And then I didn't get a contract for a week. I was like... Should have drank that drink. <laughs> it's three times. Yeah, it was an expensive drink. I wish I had that, yeah. Uh, so if given the opportunity and they say Chicago or Vegas, no state income tax, Vegas, you're Vegas, undefeated Vegas. Vegas. Right. Vegas. right. Not only that, but it sounds like Chicago's right around the corner. But logistically, Vegas is probably going to be easier. Well, everything's compact. Everything in Vegas. And, and the UFC yeah. Performance Institute's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like literally like every single day I woke up and they had meals delivered to my house, like breakfast, lunch, dinner. This is how much water you drink. This is what you do. It's different now. It's different. Like the UFC, like they take care of their athletes. It's not, I mean, it's changed. It's night and day from when I started a year ago. Right. You know what I mean? Like the Performance Institute, now they're partnered with Trifecta. Like they put two month meal plans together for you. What do you weigh? You know what I mean? There's people checking in on you. It's different. And they have a whole nutrition plan, you know. They it's 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 nuts. It's it's totally. I mean, even like I said, even from when I went when I started where it is now, it's it's a totally different animal now. I mean, they're like they realize that there's a lot they can do. Like if someone doesn't make weight, you know what I mean. If if something, ha- you know what I mean. Those yeah. things cost UFC a ton of money. So let's say I come in ten pounds overweight, fight doesn't happen. They still gotta pay. Perez, you know, they paid for all those plane tickets to have me out. My, You know what I mean? There's so much money. They lose so much money when that happens. So now they're like, you know what I mean? They have physical therapists and massage therapists and nutritionists, doctors, you know, pe- people that are there to, like, make sure you're 100% come fight day. And, like, that's at your disposal any, you know, any time, you know, which is crazy. I mean, I can, like, literally call them up and be like, uh, I need a massage. And they'll be like, all right, well, we're going to look for um, a therapist in your area. You know what I mean? It's different now. It's crazy. And like, <laughs> I feel like that's, you know, that's how we should be treated. But, you know, it wasn't always like that. So Now, I know, uh, wa- walk us through here. So you're, you're on one of the biggest cards ever. John Jones fights it. Ben Askren makes his UFC debut. I mean, uh, I was in their locker room, too. It, how fucking cool is that, dude? I mean, Ben Askren, I, I mean, it was, didn't look as good as he is, but I really think that guy's here to stay. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a, so it was, it was me, Tyrell Woodley, John Jones, and Ben Askren in the locker room, right? And, like, I fought, so I'm done. And, like, I'm watching, like, Ben Askren not warming up, not doing anything. <laughs> like, literally watching the fights. Wearing a hoodie, Talking right? shit to everyone that's yep. fighting. And, like, talking shit to, like, Tyrone Woodley. Tyrone Woodley's playing, like, rap music, and he's got, like, his entourage that looks like an R&B band. (laughs) And John Jones is playing, like, Chris Stapleton. And they're both trying to, like, (laughs) they're both trying to, like, play their music louder than the other person. So it's just, like, deafening rap and then country music playing. And, like, I imagine, I did not imagine John Jones, like, playing country music. And, uh, like, John Jones is just, like, 
chilling. And you know, like Tyrone Woodley is like visibly nervous. Like you can see it. Like you can see right. it. Like he's like, like shaking, like, like, you know, head down, like he's praying, like, it's like, dang. And like Ben Askren is still not warming up. And like, <laughs> Ben Askren, five minutes, and he like gets up and like stretches a little bit and like bounces around and then goes and fights. And I'm just like, he really didn't warm up. <laughs> like, he did not warm up. Like everyone else, you know what I mean? Like everyone else is like, you know, like the two champs are like already getting loose for their fights and they're not fighting for another hour and a half, but they're like up, moving around, stretching out. And Ben Askren's not doing anything. Like he just doesn't even care. Like that might be the trick to his success. Like he just, right. he's so relaxed. He doesn't, he couldn't give two shits. He just literally still talking shit on, talking <laughs> shit about guys that are fighting like before him. That's crazy. Like dude. literally he's watching, he's watching the TV and they're like, all right, Ben, 30 seconds. He's like, all right. He's like watching TV. He's like, oh man, this guy sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's literally like I'm like changing, like watching this all go down. I'm like man, this guy's this guy's weird. And he went out and won. <laughs> he's a he's a weird dude. He's seriously a weird dude. He's the exact same person when the camera's on and off. That's cool. A lot of people aren't like that. John right. Jones is just an asshole. Period. Yeah, he just... he's not a nice guy. All right, but to be on that card, and then later that night, which everyone in your uh, group got to experience, you were on a fucking marquee in fucking Vegas. Think about that. Bellagio, no less. My friend's like, my friend's like, I'm fucking on the Las Vegas Boulevard and I'm seeing a picture of Cody fucking Stamen. Like, the rat. That was cool. The rats kept saying that. They're like, dude, you're on a billboard. The rat pack. No, I'm not. They're like the rat. No, somebody's like. No, no, they got it. They got it. And then they got to drive around to find where it was because we didn't remember. They got it. It was at a couple spots, but they they uh they got a picture of it. We got a picture when I was actually when I was going to the venue when I was going to T-Mobile. Kara goes, I swear to God, you were on that billboard right there, and then it flipped. Yep, and then and it was me, and I was like. Oh, that's I don't. That's my, pretty cool. My, Someone get a picture of that. <laughs> well, my friend's I'm like trying to like not like be a douche, but I'm like, dude, someone needs to get a picture. Well, my friend, <laughs> my friend's like Elvis, Rat Pack, Cody Stamen. I was just like, I know that's kind of cool, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, cool. just like, you know, just to be, yeah, that's. But it was it was the after party. It was really really. I mean, we had a, we had an absolute blast. You know, because everybody that came out was there. You know, we had a big booth. It was. I mean, it was a lot of fun. We all drank too much. Felt like shit the next day. I mean, we didn't. We stayed. We stayed till Monday, and we didn't do a whole lot Sunday. No one did. Like, no, it was, it was, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of weird because it was me, Cody Garbrandt, and Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith, and they both lost. Yeah. So it's kind of like a somber. <laughs> I'm celebrating. You know what I mean? Your and, stock's rising, Cody. No, no and, love is going down as quick. Yeah. And there, and there, you know, their stock's not rising, and everyone's like, Cody and Cody, you guys, can I get a picture with you guys? And I'm like. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I like Cody. I mean, I know him. I've known right. him for a long time. But it's also like this guy is probably one of the guys that I could potentially fight next. Yeah. So I'm like, I really want to sit next to him, and take <laughs> pictures with him, and then just like well, I'm sitting there, and like someone bumps my drink, and I turn around because we're like him and I are sitting back to back, literally. And I turn around, and I make eye contact. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry, man. And I turn, and I was like, What's up, dude? You all right? And like he's sitting back to back with me all night. I had no idea. Like we're, I was just it was kind of awkward, but nice. That's what it is. So we got to get it from the uh, the perspective of uh, your girlfriend here. What's it like fight week dating dating a fighter? I mean, is it just like kind of oh stay God, stay horrible. away? 
Yeah. Well, not it, the week before. Get to the microphone. No, no, no. I'm talking Vegas on when you guys, <laughs> when you, you know, he got there a little bit earlier than you, but it is it's it's stay out of the way until night. Yeah, I do until he's done cutting weight. I don't. If, I'm not really there. I'm if like, he needs something, he'll tell me. You know. So I just I like to be there and like chill with everyone, chill with him, but I don't do shit. I don't say shit. I'm just chilling. Yeah. So what do you do to relax at a bed and breakfast? Are you guys watching like cops reruns or something like that? You're probably not watching fights, right? Because it gets a little bit of anxiety. Or one one strange planet. I watched that whole <laughs> on Netflix. Oh, we started Narcos too. Oh yeah. That's when I was cutting weight, I was watching Narcos. Uh huh. I watched and, Netflix. So like <laughs> you just kind of keep your mind away from the event and kind of get a little bit. It's yeah. Excited. I mean, yeah. I try to get out of my mind off it, you know, because. It's pretty much on your mind nonstop, so it's good to get like a little mental vacation from it. We went, we went, and uh, my family and Kara and everyone, we went to Red Rock Canyon. Yeah. And well, they went all went hiking. I just watched and took pictures, but we did that Thursday. Then obviously Friday I weighed in, and then you know Friday I'm pretty much just eating and drinking water all day, and then I got to do the actual, you know, the ceremonial weigh-ins, and after that we all go out to dinner. That's like kind of a traditional thing that we always do. So I mean. Like I said, I like to keep it as uniform as possible. You know what I mean? Right. Same thing every time. Not necessarily like not not, not like a, to a superstitious level. Like I don't believe in like I don't have any lucky shoes or lucky or anything like that. But it's nice to you know kind of have a routine of things that you do just because it's familiar and it kind of gets you in that the right mindset. Yeah. So you go from the the bed and breakfast to later that night after the club. Are you back at the the host yeah. hotel? No, no, we went back to. The uh, bed and breakfast. Yeah, yeah, we stay there till Monday. Dang, dude. So yeah, like you avoided nice. the casinos altogether. You got you got your big chip paycheck. You're like, I'm not I've fucking been, going near that fucking place. I've been there. I don't even gamble <laughs> I don't even gamble, man. I hate I really hate the casinos in Vegas. I've just been there so many times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I live there. Yeah. I hate I hate the strip. We almost gambled because I've never gambled. Oh, I was just gonna throw twenty on a roulette table, and there and was like, there was teach me how it was freaking month. It was Sunday afternoon, and like it was so packed, like we couldn't find a seat. <laughs> dude, Vegas, man, that that place. Yeah, I know. it's gross. Like four days, and it's like you gotta go home. It's yeah, I mean, like I said, it's I, not real. I live. I live it's not real. Yeah, I live there. I'm telling you, I fucking <laughs> I hate the strip. I hate going there. Right, but everything. I mean, outside the strip, Vegas is awesome. I know, like, it's like an awesome city. When you come back, it's just like you just realize what a fairy tale that town is. It's just like, like how no- cold it is here. Well, yeah, that's as soon as he got off the plane when he went, he was like, I "Fucking hate Michigan." Well, yeah, because like as soon as you the is it a time but they got the thing? but they got snow in Vegas. No, I know, but when oh, I oh we were there when when I know when, but... when I came back when I I came from pretty warm it was like sixty in January or something it was nice but uh, yeah as soon winter. as soon as you get off the plane and you know how it doesn't completely connect to the plane yeah. and you get a little bit of air through that little crack yeah you're like fuck this shit dude you're like <laughs> oh stop your whining oh uh, seriously you went to Vegas you stop your whining it was as soon as he got in the car he was like fuck this I hate Michigan and I'm like good to see you too. <laughs> Well, she parked. Wait, in in and, fairness, and, 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 she was five rows over. I, I had to, I, I had no I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You ever spent a week in? I don't want to hear it. it. Five <laughs> rows. <laughs> That's what I have. But Crimea River. Uh, I don't know if it's motivation, <clears throat> but we like to think it is, Cody. But over there is your special lasagna <laughs> waiting. We are going to go to our one and only break. Oh, Did you I not forgot. know? Oh. Are you serious? Yes. 
I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. That's all she's been talking about last. Yeah, I'm lying. I want to. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what's on tap. And we'll take our break. Right, and then when we come back, don't forget we got Jacob Stitch Duran, the best cut man in the game. He's gonna be a guest at about eight fifteen. All right. Hold on. Because it's not the only reason we have. Do we have, do we have uh, music for <laughs> what's on tap? I'm so excited. Yeah, somewhere. All right. I'm not going to pull it up. All right. Don't even worry about, about it. That's not the only reason, though. 100%. I wanted to see right, you guys. I know. Uh, we miss you. Okay. So we'll, for, we'll forget the uh, music. So He never invites me. What's on tap? Sponsored by I'm Falling Down Beer Company, wait. March 15th, be Philadelphia, uh, on Dazen. Which I believe the is zone. The, zone. the zone. Is the zone as high yes. pronounced? Yeah, dude. Okay. Never get oh my D A Z N does not spell the zone. It's the zone. It's the right. zone. Like the journos. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyways. All right. <laughs> oh my god. Title fight. I'm messing with Aiden's food now, man. Oh. Title fight. Tevin Farmer versus Joe No Carroll. Twelve rounds for Farmer's IBF Junior Lightweight Title. Uh, Katie. Oh, we won't have her Katie yet. Taylor versus Rose. Volante, 10 rounds for the IBF, WBA, WBO, women's lightweight title unification. On March 16th in Arlington, Texas, on Fox Pay-Per-View, we have Errol Spence Jr. versus Mikey Garcia, 12 rounds for, for Spence's IBF welterweight title. March 16th in Gifu, Japan, we have Kosi Tanaka versus Ryochi uh, Teguchi, 12 rounds for Tanaka's WBO flyweight title. Moving on to MMA, March 16th, we have UFC Fight Night 147, Till versus Maz, Maz Vidal. How do, you, how do you pronounce that? Maz Vidal. Jorge, Jorge Masvidal. It is Masvidal. Masvidal. And on March 16th, uh, and this is in honor of Cody, uh, in uh, La Curva, Peru, we have 300 The Spartans. Ah. All right. Uh, and I don't even um, know what that means. Who's fighting? Uh, nobody. <laughs> oh, it's oh. it's just <laughs> one of those. The movie? It's, no, no, no. It's yeah, that's they, the name of their promotion. Okay. Three hundred Sparta, oh. the Spartans. Three hundred. Like, mm-hmm. That's the that name like of the promotion. Seems a like a bit much. Uh, Mar- and then also March sixteenth, Celtic Gladiator Celtic. in honor of Conor McGregor. All right, and that's what's on task. Sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. We're gonna take a break, and we will be right back. <laughs> undercard talking about poop again. <laughs> uh, we're welcome back. Episode 299. Now we're on. We're going to our second guest of the day here. Of the evening. Hey, how are you, Stitch? What's up, my man? All right. We are joined by the best cutman in the game. If you were to get injured in a car accident, he would be the guy you'd want to. We are joined by Jacob Stitch Duran. It's good to have you back on, my man. Hey, man. We, you know, we talked about it before, and I said any time, and it seems to be a pretty good time. Uh, I appreciate it. Well, I, I got to start off first. So, like, we, we were at uh, the Pacquiao fight, and uh, – well, what did you think of uh, Jack's cut, which was just horrible? I mean, uh, is that the worst you've ever seen? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, definitely in boxing. It shouldn't have. Uh, uh, that was horrible. I think the the whole the whole situation was horrible. The strategy of uh, what happened to Badu Jack when he got cut, you know, uh, the the corner work, uh, it was all horrible, and uh, I, I really felt sorry for my. 
you know, I focused on the team on what they did and it seems that all the applications they were doing were wrong and uh and, and like the same thing that happened to me with when Vladimir the first fight I had with Vladimir. Uh he had just come back from losing his world title and his first fight was uh against the Burrow Williamson and he ended up with a a cut, same thing, same place, uh, unintentional headbutt and I knew he was willing to fight. Uh, so when the doctor came and checked out the cut, I kind of opened it up and, and told the doctor that it was pretty bad cut. And doing that, you know, she stopped the fight. And, and being that it's an unintentional headbutt going into the fifth round, uh, it goes to the scorecards. And it yeah. went to the scorecards. And he, uh, Vladimir Tisco won the fight and uh, subsequently ended up being the heavyweight champion of the world. But with Badu Jack, you know, I think the cut happened in the seventh round. And, at that point, you know, you, you know, you don't become macho and try to keep the guy in the game. Uh, you know, you might give it one round to evaluate it, but if it's as bad as it was, then have the doctor stop it. And I think Badu was probably losing the fight anyway, but it would have given him more of, of, of man or fuel power to go and ask for a rematch because uh, the cut was based on unintentional headbutt and the chance of him getting a rematch because of that situation would have been better. But the team let it go all the way to the 12th round, and, you know, he's kind of lost every round after that. And, you know, he's shaking the blood off of his face, you know. And, and you, so you got, you know, you got to see what I see. And and me as a journalist also, let me ask you what you thought. I thought there was no point because he was behind to let that continue. I, I You know more than me, but I thought any damage he was taking was probably more damage that's going to hurt him down the road with another fight. And uh, just like you being, you know, sitting there, I, I was I was amazed that I, I could only imagine how bad that was going to look on Christmas cards the rest of his life. Like, I was just like, that. that is a bad cut. That is going to leave a scar. <laughs> I was like, that is not going away anytime soon. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know, uh, I yeah, mean, I, I, a nice close up picture of, of him with uh, the stitches and uh, is a whole bunch of stitches. That's true. So what what have you been up to lately? What's uh what's what's going on in your busy schedule? I I, I know you're always working uh, champion corners and stuff like that. What do you got going on lately? Yeah, well, I just uh, I did a show in Los Angeles uh, at the Stub Hub Center Saturday. Uh, uh, the main event with Sean Porter and Yoda uh, uh, Denny's Uga. Uh, I actually worked three of the undercard fights, so uh, no championship fights for me this weekend. But it was good to work with uh, these young prospects, and two of them won, one lost. Uh, but I'm doing good, man. Too busy. The bare knuckle fights coming up April the sixth, Bucks in Mississippi, and and then Jesse Vargas is um, is fighting on the zone uh, on the twenty sixth, and then. The bare knuckle fights again on the twentieth of April. So, um, same busy, thank God. Are you able to still take new clients because you're so busy, or, or how how does it happen when a, a boxer that's going to be in a fight that he he knows he's going to eventually need a cut man? How do you weigh the options of whether or not you're going to work for him? I mean, obviously, financially is always you know helps, but like, I mean, how how do you weigh that? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Now you, you answered the first part, but yeah, it. it <laughs> Depends on the the fight, but it happens all the time where I'll get you know double assignments and and obviously you know I'll pick the one that I've been with uh, the longest you know just through through history 
but if I'm, I'm booked for that week and uh, there's other companies that, that I have worked with uh, that are, you know, uh, good at what they do. And, um, and I was talking today at the Mayweather Gym where uh, the cut men that have worked MMA fights are, are usually the good ones because they has to work up and get to perform, perform your, your skills and get them better, better. Where in boxing, you necessarily, you know, you might work five or six fights in one year and none of your guys get cut. So once you get a big cut like Badu Jack, then uh, you have to have had that experience going in there. So I, I recommend, uh, you know, there's a list of guys that I have. Now, do you ever feel guilty about taking a check on somebody that you didn't have to work on? Twelve rounds go by, the guy's fine, or, or you know that, that there you're there for emergencies, or or is there like a stitch detail, like a like a discount, or how how does that work? Because I I mean I imagine sometimes you're there and you've not even whipped out anything, like when not one Q-tip, and you're you're taking the money. <laughs> I was going to use you as my agent. Uh, I just fired you, brother. You're not going to make me no money. Oh, no, <laughs> that's dude. A, that's a good question. I'm a good uh, agent. No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh-huh. No, you know what? It's uh, I'm like an insurance policy. You right. Know? So, uh, like I mentioned in, in the past, I've made a lot of money for a lot of guys uh, that have probably, you know, thought of that situation. But, um, you know, just, you know, I, I do do my work, if anything, you know, from wrapping hands to giving them that confidence and, Right. And, and everything that goes with that, you know. Uh, but no, I, there's there's a list of guys that I'll I'll pass on. But you know, like the uh, the three fights I did Saturday in Los Angeles, uh, two of the kids and they're six and eight rounders. Uh, two of the young kids I didn't charge them uh, because it's my way of giving back to them. And and you know, like I told one of the young kids, is you know I want to make sure that you understand them. Oops. I'm helping you out on this one. So uh, there's there's learning process. But now with the big boys, no, nah, man, you get, get, you know, and uh, and like I said, if you got a Ferrari, you know, you're going to have to put, uh, you have to put good gas in it and, and uh, you're going to have to have good insurance and I'm that insurance policy. I was so mad. The 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 other day I was watching, you, you wrapped somebody's from the media's hand. He, he is like, and, and he interviewed you while you were wrapping his hands. I had that idea a long time ago. And and I know you did it like a while ago, but like I know I didn't discuss it with anybody. So it's two different people in the world having the same ideas, dude. But I'm still gonna have you wrap my hands one day when I'm out in Vegas, and I'm just gonna and I'm not gonna cut them either, dude. I'm just gonna walk up and down the strip with a, a stitch stitch wrapped hands, dude, in case I gotta throw down or something. It'll be fun. Uh, I'll t- I'll take you up on that. And and the guy I wrapped was uh, Kevin Ioli. Yeah. He writes for Yahoo Sports. And what had happened there is this this was in reference to the second Triple G and Canelo fight. Because in the first one, uh, Triple G's management team had filed a complaint with the Nevada State Athletic Commission that the hand wraps that Can- uh, Canelo used were illegal. And it's, it's called stacking where you use gauze and tape and gauze and tape. So Bob Bennett, the uh, the head of the Nevada State Athletic Commission had called me, and uh, he asked my opinion. I thought it was, I told him I thought it was a bunch of bull because the only reason you wrap a fighter's hands is so that they don't break them, and whatever technique you want to use within the guidelines should be at the discretion of the fighter. 
so in, in reference to that, I, I wrapped my bandit pants um, the conventional way and then the stacking way, and he didn't feel a difference. Well, the next day, he brought in a hand specialist, and I did the same thing, and he didn't feel a difference, and it was important for Nevada to have that reference because they wanted that second fight in Las Vegas, which makes them a million, you know, a lot, a lot of money. Well, Kevin Ioli was doing a report on that, and, uh, and and he asked if I could wrap his hands, and, and he would do the interview as I wrapped his hands. And, you know, once again, he was friends with Dave Sanchez, which is the trainer for Triple G, and he says, you know, I, I must admit there's not a big advantage. And uh, But that's what I bring to the table is, is, is education. And uh, lo and behold, the second uh, Canelo Triple G fight was uh, held here in Las Vegas. Hey Stitch, uh, Cody Stamen. I'm a UFC fighter. I, I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, I've uh, I've seen you work a lot of cuts, and uh, it does make a huge difference in a fight. I'm curious though. So you, you said you're working a, a bare knuckle boxing fight. Uh, I'd imagine cuts, and broken yeah. hands are pretty uh, prevalent in a fight like that. Uh, I mean, what's I mean, what are you? Uh, what's your opinion on the bare knuckle boxing right now? Oh, uh, what was your name again, bro? Cody Stamen. What's up, Cody? Welcome to the USC, bro. <laughs> you know? So, uh, no, you know what? I, I, I like the bare knuckle fight. And this is uh, my fourth, my fifth show with them. And that's uh, the group of Dave Feldman. But when they, they first called me uh, to work their first show, which were the first legal fights in 1886, and they had them in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And the reason I went uh, was primarily to see how they were going to handle taking care of the fighters. And uh, lo and behold, when I got there, uh, me and Dan Mogliotti and Bill Clancy, you know, A-level referees and uh, some top officials, we all got together with the commission, went over the guidelines of the rules, and, and, and we made some adjustments as, as we, the guys that have been in the game, have experienced in, in all from fighter safety. Uh, but the whole event was, was fighter safety. And you're right, you know, in the first show, you know, a lot of guys, if they didn't hurt their hands, they broke their hands. Uh, but cuts are, are probably uh, uh, almost a guaranteed thing uh, with, a, with a high contact ratio and high right. cut uh, because it's it's knuckle against, you know, bone against bone. Uh, but the fights are great, man, and, and uh, I'm a big supporter of them. And you have some good athletes that are coming in and, and demonstrating their, their cojones. Yeah. Because, and, uh, you know, being a UFC fighter like you, Corey, or being a boxer, when you cross that line and go into bed, you there two five minute rounds and they're just cracking each other from yeah. get go. So, uh, as I look at it, it's a tough dream because you know they're going to get cut. And then, I think we lost him. Stitch, are you there? All right, retry him back. Brad, just so that you know, I'm just giving you warning right now. If you walk through Vegas with Stitch-wrapped hands and you get into a scuffle, you could be facing a felony charge because those hands would be considered lethal weapons. Registered lethal weapons. Just saying. 
<laughs> Cody's like, no. <laughs> no. Not even remotely. Not, not true. <laughs> I wouldn't take him off at the airport either. <laughs> like, You're not you got any weapons on you? Right. Be like this. Pacha! <laughs> I call this one Smith and this one Wesson. What's up? Okay, I don't think he's answering, Brad. I had the TSA guy at the airport freaking, like, stand there with my ID for, like, a good 30 seconds and stare at me in, like, the most weird way. And I'm like, man, what's going on? Like, what does he see? Like, come on. He's like, no, not a scratch on you, man. Good fight. (laughs) Nice. But he stood there and, like, looked at the ID and then looked at me and looked at the ID. And, like, looked around and, like, checked something. And I'm like, man, oh, my God, no way, dude. I'm too hungover for this, dude. <laughs> like, no, please, God. Just take me in the back room give me the gloves. All right, he needs to try it back one more time. He's by his phone. It could be our end. God knows the internet. It's... It's... The internet didn't follow us back down here. No. The internet From was Ferndale. spotty to... in Ferndale. Was it? In Royal Oak, yeah, it was still spotty. It's... We can never seem to find a good, solid internet stream. The the problem with uh, the Royal Oak Studio was there were so many people sharing it, so it was bogged down. Here, we only have to share with us, but it's like not even an eighth of what they had up in the the Royal Oak Studio. So it's, it's just, it is what it is. You got either... You know, a strong stream, but a lot of people on it, or a weak stream, but you're the only one using it. Hmm. All right, let's try one more, one last time here, real quick, and then uh, we will see. And if not, we'll move on, and we'll have him on again. Gotta get David we're working looking, on that. We're looking though, pretty man. desperate right now. I had talked with Dave, and he said desperate. this is what we got. Well, you Please. just told him. I, I asked him Please. about it like when we first moved down here. Uh-huh. So this is what we got. I feel like a desperate girlfriend right now. <laughs> Why pro- aren't you picking up? Well, the, the, the problem is, is that there's nothing in this area that they can run a higher uh, line to. So they would have to pay. Not in this area. <laughs> yeah. They would have to pay so Comcast or whoever to run a special line to this building to get it to where it is in Royal Oak. And yeah. Royal Oak, Rocket they can just fiber. pull it off. Yeah. They can just pull it off of one of their other you know lines. But here, they would have to do something very special. So. I was asking Stitch about the bare knuckle boxing because uh, I heard a rumor that guys were treated very poorly at that event, and some people didn't get paid. Um, oh, the fighters for the bare knuckle, mm-hmm. the the traveling league. Mm-hmm. It's possible. I don't know if he would even know that. He just probably knows the uh, the logistics of the saw, safety. Yeah, right? I, was yeah. just, I just wanted to pick his I brain. Mean, see he, if he he may know something, rumor, yeah, but exactly. he's not going like to talk he, about it. Not if they're paying him, he yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> don't bite the hand that feeds yeah. you. As a fighter, is there anything that would convince you to do bare knuckle fighting? No, I think it just sounds like a terrible idea. No, I mean uh, a ton of money. Yeah, I could pretty much convince me to do anything. But um, I was told that guys were getting paid insane amounts of money. Like, I feel like it'd be career ending possibly in one yeah, fight. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, but the, like some of these guys that were already their career was already over, right? You Johnny know, in Bedford. the UFC or in yeah, and other places like they were like getting paid like. $500,000 cash. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of money to go get. For a fighter to go get in a street fight, it's like, yeah, I'll do it. If they're gonna I'm not even going to train. Too. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have to weigh in. They have to do anything. They just got to show up and, 
essentially just getting a street fight. It's like, well, that could happen just, you know, outside of a bar or like, you know, in anywhere. So And not get paid you for know, it. In my idea, right. I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. But it, it'd have to be at the end of my career. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They, One last good payday. Yeah, just be like, yeah, yeah, screw it. I'll do it. Back of but the I don't know. truck. But then that's a <laughs> that's a dangerous road. I mean, kind of like once you decide you're done fighting, you need to be done fighting. You the hunger not you there, you shouldn't go back. Yeah, you can't. Well, I think once you once you slow down, once you slow, like once your once your speed goes, you need to stop because you're gonna get messed up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, let's try. Uh, I was I was gonna try one more number here and uh, tell a legendary story, which will be legendary going forward but i don't know if the number will work but um we didn't get to celebrate with you in fucking vegas which really fucking sucked dude we were down the whole weekend that like we like i hate like how was, that the, how was the what's this we stuff i was the arnold well i was down i was down there it was go. good it was good but uh so we were busy right but was i do it, was it packed yeah, it's I've always been there forever. It's well, it was like, different this year because it was spread out more around the Wayne or not Wayne, uh, Ohio State okay. campus area yeah. as opposed to all. I've never been flexed on more ever in my life than <laughs> at that place. Sti- <laughs> like Sti- right. Stitch said, "Pay our phone yeah. bill and call him back some other week." <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We'll pay our phone bill. We gotta um, pay for better internet. That's the thing. So I. Uh, uh, we uh, uh, there was one of the ring girls was supposed to be here. We were going to call her, but I don't know if our Skype's not working. But this is one Which of one? the uh, Tara, one of the better stories to ever happen to me in the bar oh, happened. Lord. This is a great story. I've heard it. Um, I was there. I know, but this is pretty fucking funny. First off, uh, well, it. we'll decide if it's funny, Brad. Tell no, the story. No, no this surprise, is crazy. He hasn't told you guys yet. No, because right. I want to share it for like right, fucking go banter. Go ahead. So we're in a bar in like. Uh, so this yeah, is this is the day after you guys left, or the, this was Saturday night because. You guys weren't with us. Yeah. So imagine like Randy Couture and like MMA stars on one side <laughs> and then all of Arnold's friends on the other side of the bar and then the non-popular people on one what side of the bar. Yeah, right. it was like the bikini people. What side were you on? With the not popular yeah. side. Although we went over and Damn. hung with Randy Couture and did a drink or something. You know, I actually had a fighter do a drink and then she came back and told her trainer she did a fucking drink and then like he called and yelled at me. I'm like, how stupid. And like, I'm gonna, you're never drinking <laughs> with Larkin? you ever again. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm never drinking with you ever again, oh, dude. Geez. I was like, I was like, it was one shot and it was like fucking like gin or tonic. I, I don't gin even know. Gin and tonic. Yeah, it was a gin and tonic. I was like, if that fucks up your training, fuck that. So, anyways, uh, so. Uh, there's a group of Canadians, big, big weightlifter Canadians, right? And strongman. Strongman. He couldn't. The one could not compete because he had pulled his hammy. Right. Mm. So I felt bad. And he for was him. what third in the world. Correct. So it started off with me asking them about their health care because everybody says that Canadians don't like their health care. Right. And they were really cool about that. They're like, we love it. We love it. And they're they're like, they they right. were French Canadians. They were from Quebec. Oh. <laughs> So oh, we love it. Hey. Their bills were like three hundred and eighty-two dollars <laughs> each. Each of them had like one of those Walmart, uh, Walgreens. Wait, wait, say that keep, again. The, each of their bills were like three hundred and eighty-two dollars. Okay, right. so like, like they all yeah, yeah. Arm okay. But <laughs> well, when Apple it's CBS, Walgreens, I mean, that's what one it of those is. things can get you to the moon. After after like we bantered for a little bit about it, I. I Dared him to like. I was like, let's let's do a wager, let's do a bet, and let's get the bar in on it. I go, I bet you I can sing O Canada word for word, not fuck up. And if you do, you owe everybody on my side of the table drinks, right? Which 
there fucking where Arnold stays. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot They're of money. Like $12 it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's expensive. And, um, and he goes, okay, but I get a chance to do the American anthem. Okay. And I was like, all right, you go first. He gets to what the rockets red glare yeah. and then doesn't know one other word. Right. Okay. So I proceed. I think I sing them. I, I think I sing a mean O Canada. Okay. I really do. And I proceeded to go into O Canada. It's one o'clock, one thirty. It's weightlifters. They don't know how to handle their drink. And I'm projecting it and singing it like I really mean it. The whole bar, A, starts to look and see. B, I saw some people standing. And then C, I nailed it word for word, and they had to fucking buy us drinks, dude. And they became our Canadian fucking friends, dude. Uh, But they were amazed I knew O Canada. Then they wanted me to sing it in French, which I thought was insulting. I was like, I'm not going to sing it in French. I don't know French. Uh, oh, Canada. But the fucker did. He bought us a lot. And I and I even mocked him. I was like, this is a lot of loonies and toonies for you. And we talked strip clubs, too. And uh, so we, I was just like, you know. First I go, one I ever went to was in Canada. Well, I go, they're like, you know, your, your $2 and your dollar are coins. And he goes, he goes, in Canada, he goes, we give them minimum $20. And, and like, it was kind of funny because our ring girls were like, well, we should be strippers over there. They were like joking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or maybe not. And uh, the maybe not. I'm going with that. I'm and, going with maybe not. And uh, but he's like, we give we give twenty. And so I was like, oh, that's unfortunate because that'd be a short night because like you know you'd go through your money. Make it rain. <laughs> One, two, three. I'm done. These yeah. guys were a riot. They had the fanny pack, and yeah. I have pictures with them. But yeah, I nailed O Canada. They paid up on their bar debt, All right. and uh, somebody stood up in the bar, and the whole bar was watching. So that was my my magical bar moment at the Arnold, which was a lot of fun, actually. That that, that um, was the big story that it is that a great had. story. There's a video of it out there, and if you watch the video, first Sarah, off, it sounds like every other drunken night. No, no. How often do you get to see <sighs> I mean, Old Canada talking... to Canadians who are analyzing every we word? We live in Detroit. No, 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 not <laughs> Quebec. Not Quebec. I, mean, I, know, I, I know. I know. I'm, just I'm around Canadians as much as I am Americans. I yeah. hang out with Carol yeah. like every day. Do you know like, O Canada though? Can you go Hell word no. for word? That's the only he words I know. He sings it all the time. It's a pretty song. Right, o Canada. I, I know. I think I know the beginning all of it. The time. It's on my. It's O Canada. O Canada. And then I don't know anything my after home, that. Our home and native land. Land. And I don't know anything after <laughs> true that. True patriot love and oh. all our sons command. With yeah. glowing hearts we see the rise, the true north strong you and had free. To sing it. From far and no, long. No, 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 no. Canada, we stand on guard for thee. God keep our land. Glorious and free. Oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. But they were analyzing every yeah. fucking word I said, yeah. and I got it right. So I cost right. them another hundred. So now, now what you need to do next, before next year, you need to learn it in French. Yeah. And then you need to find them again and then make the same yeah, bet. No, but... we're pro- <sighs> we probably shouldn't find them no. again. So, so what happened was. It ended on a sour note. Oh, no. Yeah. So one of our ring girls fell in love with one of them. Oh, God. And it looked good. It looked promising. Oh, I was God. like, I approve of this marriage. I was like, I was like, I approve. <laughs> right, I was like, I was like, I approve. Oh, no. I approve. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, I'm just gonna ask this, and, and, and then I'm, I'm not gonna. Is Tara have blonde hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. so this guy's all over, and like, they, she's oh, touching his muscles and doing uh-huh. all this stuff, and then uh, it comes closing time, 
and they, they're wrapping stuff up at the Hilton, mm. and uh, he goes, "I got a fiance back home." He says oh, it in his French no. accent. But then the fucker followed us to the parking structure, so I don't know if he was still looking to get like something. Well, he was after looking he, at, yeah. he got the Canadian honesty out oh, of yeah. the system. Well, well, exactly he, he was what? away from his friends then, yeah. right? So, nothing. She wasn't having any of it. Yeah. By she was then. crushed. Was, I'm sure she was. Rough. Like it was just, uh, but no, it was one of the she better made bar up for moments. It. I mean, it's all you good. know, I mean, it wasn't partying I think like I at, saw her at the TWC. T- which TCWC yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, you can you can try to try to call really quick and see if she's. I said I, we I would call her, her number. Oh, then call her really quick. But she fell in love and like then he broke it to a really <laughs> Canadian like kind of. It 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 went it went in levels like a Canadian would do it. Like oh, I'm so sorry. So, you know, oh, you're like Asian. So, no, no, no. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. So, like, yeah, like, yeah, we're, you're proud uh, North. But what were some of the other great questions I, I asked the Canadians? That, dude, I, I hit every stereotype of a Canadian I knew. Yeah, you were, you were, we no hold hard. Like, they are so nice. Oh, though. it was like, oh my God, are they nice? They're so nice. Uh, you ever been it's, to Montreal? Well, that's where these fuckers are from. The meanest fucking people I ever met in my life. <laughs> they are. They're so rude. Well, that's the French in them. You get Canadians are nice, but the French are assholes. Dude, I've I've made a scene at a Starbucks in Montreal. <laughs> he said Starbucks. This, this guy, this guy is talking to a uh, French guy in English in front of me. Uh-huh. I went up and I'm like, you know, blah, 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 I want a coffee, Denmark. and he starts speaking, speaking to me in, in French, French and acting like he doesn't know what I'm saying. And I'm like, come on, man. I, t- I really I heard you speaking you. English to yeah, this guy yeah. right here. And he's like, and then he's like, like asking somebody else, like, what is he saying? And his buddy comes over and they're like giggling and they're making a joke. And I'm like, I want a fucking coffee, you motherfucker. And like, I reach over the thing <laughs> to grab a hold of him. I was pissed. Because they're like making a yeah, joke. Yeah. And I, I got a hold of one guy's shirt. Yeah. And like, they're like throwing me out. I was like, fuck this. And like, knock the thing over. Like, I was younger <laughs> then. Too, sound like you at all. <laughs> I was a little younger, yeah. <laughs> but I made a like scene. <laughs> Darren, Darren was like, dude, okay, walk in and do that whole do thing that all over again. I got to get that on video. <laughs> <laughs> Go to a different Starbucks, do the whole thing over again. You know, I fucking hate French Canadians. They're mean. Should have just oh. went to Tim Hortons. Kara said even Canadians hate French Canadians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's well, true. Well, they're, just, they're rude. They're like, they're like a brother. They're, it's the French. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the French in them. Well, the the funny part was, so the guy that Tara had a crush on wasn't as strong as the buddy. So the one guy who pulled the hammy. So she in, likes the weak guys. But he was still big, though. She'll get a picture. But well, I think the um, picture's on Tara's phone. The, the, the one thing is, uh, the one guy is the fifth strongest guy in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But his friend, the other drunkie uh, that Tara liked, said, one day, and he shows me a picture, and his name's above the board, and he lifted like 398 Kilo something. It was metric. I don't know what he lifted. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he goes, kilograms. Probably. He goes, he goes. But one day, I beat my friend, and his friend's like, oh, and like he's like, yeah. One day, one day, he bettered me, and he was living for this one day, and it, it bothered his friend so bad, dude. It's like he's like a fifth strongest guy in 
world, you know. And he's like, but one day I beat him. And it was just like, he was just like living for that one day and it was just killing the guy. He was just like, whoa, fucking me. But it was pretty fun. They they, they can talk when uh, they can lift more than the mountain. The guy that the the guy that plays the mountain on Game of Thrones, oh, he, he just broke a world record of lifting like I think it was like a thousand kilos. Yeah, it was at the Arnold. It was at the Arnold. Yeah. He's yeah. the world's strongest man. Yeah, the uh, the guy that plays the mountain, the mountain is, like from Iceland. Like I Thor. can't even pronounce. Yeah, Thor is what uh, it's something, but like Thor is like what everybody calls him. But yeah, he's the guy that played the mountain on Game of Thrones, and he broke. He's broken like centuries old records huh. and he was it was at the arnold he broke like i think it was like a thousand test him something kilos yeah, put yeah. Him, put something, him, put him thousand on, something is that his kilos. girlfriend too put him on usada yeah put him on a usada plan i don't know what this dude's on well yeah. i couldn't find any pictures from that night like i said i think they're on terrace but i did come across this one this was Somewhere in one of my phones. Oh, my uh, Actually, when I was, like when I was doing the uh, pre-show, I still have that all was, the... That was Tank Top, Cody. Oh, yeah. Tank yeah. Top, Cody. <laughs> I, I, when I was doing the pre-show the video hair. before we started the, the show, it had a couple pictures of <laughs> like old Cody. Of nice. Yeah. They're well, let, everywhere, and there's no well, place Let's wrap it up. Uh, everybody's invited back next week, though. Uh, next week we celebrate uh, 300. This is Sparta! So we're going to honor uh, Cody again as being so a Spartan. I'm gonna wear ne- a next Spartan year, I'm just going to say next, next week. Wear a helmet. Next week, Cody, you got to dress like a Spartan, like the actual Spartan warriors. We're going to dress like Greek, like aristocrat, like the togas. Because okay. we can't, we're not going to take our shirt off like Cody. We're not gonna like no. be all like. I don't, I don't want to do that. No, I don't. Oh take yeah, off my come on. No, no, no. I'll dress as Aristocrat. I don't want to take off my shirt. No, 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 no. Every no, year I leave. Guys, have, but we'll I'll dress, dress in togas. Aristocrats. You guys can dress. Glad I'm on this side <laughs> of the <laughs> <side laughs> <of laughs> No, 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 no. You you dress as a gladiator. We'll dress as like the you know the in togas and stuff. All righty. So well, we will be back uh, next week. We want to thank Stitch for joining us. Uh, next time we'll get a better connection. Dave's out there, dude. I'm gonna actually tell him that sucks, dude. Because I had a, I also had a question for Stitch to answer about this uh, boxing coming up. Cody, congratulations on your win. Thank you. You'll be in here and we'll talk more about it. And I want to thank Greg, Michelle for joining us, and of course, uh, we, Sydney. No, I was gonna okay. get to Sydney, but I want to thank Jimmy for uh, you know doing everything and Rochelle and then Sydney. Sydney for eating lasagna. Thank you. No, Sydney. Oh Sydney did an amazing Anytime. job over she, there. She's always she. Yeah, I'll exactly. Eat all your lasagna no, you. I'm just gonna say that she's the she's the girl behind the man. Who, That's true. Who Aww. does it all? Aww. But what is it? What is the saying? <laughs> behind every it. strong guy, there's Don't a strong stronger man. woman. Oh. Yeah. I thought he was about to ruin it. Who ruined that? Damn. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Sorry. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Take care.